Welcome to the Health Autonomy at End of Empire podcast on Mask FM, a semi-monthly investigation into the struggle to create health autonomy and the revolutionary care to build a new world. If you're interested in supporting our network with a monthly donation, please visit patreon.com slash maskfm. In this interview, we talk with Harris, participant in No Borders, Migrant Housing Squats, and an anarchist collective in Thessaloniki. He discusses these experiences and the contribution of current autonomous Greek and migrant struggles with the broader desire for the commons as an alternative to neoliberalization. Some of you may ask, how does this relate to health autonomy? Greek anti-authoritarian and migrant struggles challenge traditional notions of health by linking access to safe spaces, housing, and collective political action as a course towards well-being. Moving beyond the savior doctors, NGOs, and health outcomes are abandoned for aspirations simply of normal life, stable housing, safe spaces from police and fascists, and access to the city center. We hope you enjoy this episode. I am involved in the squatting anarchist movement in uh, Greece, in Thessaloniki, the last uh, 20 years. So my background is from uh, the squatting scene different kind of uh, squads and experiences, uh, bigger and smaller, but the most important thing is that always um, me with my comrades and the political groups, we always wanted to have uh, more social open activities um, and there was always this question how can we connect with different uh, uh, social groups and the most important Um, to focus on struggles, not just uh, ideological or um, uh, political uh, campaigns, but how we can uh, enrich the already existed struggles and also to to create, to to enforce for for new struggles. Mm -hmm. So the the meaning of the struggle, I think it's very, very important in, in in general, in the Greek context, but especially about the situation with the migrants. Um, and uh, also, at the same time, um, there is uh, the last uh, at least um, 10 years the discussion on commons and uh, um, the connection of uh, commons with the struggles. Uh, so how we can discuss the so-called circulation of struggles and the circulation of commons and um, a lot of activities and actions and conferences, uh, I mean, um, from resistance movement conferences, took place in uh, the squads that uh, the uh, IMM member, that is, Fabrica uh, Ifanet uh, is the name, uh, in Thessaloniki, and um, it's, a, okay, a huge uh, old uh, textile factory, and several groups participated there, a lot of activities, political, social, cultural, uh, and also housing projects. So there is this uh, tradition, this uh, background, this uh, way of thinking and uh, activities. Uh, At the same time, okay, I have, let's say, I have a dual character also in the academy. the funny thing is that when I just finished my PhD was the time when the Idomeni uh, informal settlement was created and uh, okay, my thesis was about these things, about commons and enclosures and spatial approach on commons so it was something like um, yeah, when I finished it, okay I said uh, the first page it is for uh, everyone who 
who wants to cross any borders. Um, so uh, uh, it it was very um, self-reflective and uh, both political and uh, an academic uh, moment for me. The time, the moment of the so-called refugee crisis in uh, Greece, especially in uh, North Greece, in Idomeni and Thessaloniki. So, um, uh, in that time, the borders closed, I mean, end of November 2015, and uh, closed for the people who are not from the so-called war zones. And uh, in Idomeni started uh, the... Um, domain is the borderscape between Greece and Macedonia, so in that time created uh, the settlement the from people from Maghreb, especially from Maghreb, Morocco and Algeria, and some people from Pakistan, Bangladesh, and end of November was the uh, evacuation, evic yeah, eviction uh, of this settlement. We knew this, that it would be happened uh, the next uh, days, and um, there was, yes, an idea to do something. I mean, there were, there were 3,000 people there, so the two days before the uh, eviction, I mean, a lot of solidarity people, we sent some buses to collect us much as they, we could, people from the Idomeni, to bring them to the city in Thessaloniki and uh, to host them in uh, a new occupation, a new building that uh, was occupied for uh, hosting uh, refugees. This building, the name is Orphanotrofio, you understand the word. Uh, it was an old uh, 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 house for uh, orphans uh, running by the church and uh, it was abandoned for many years uh, mid of uh, 2000 it was occupied as an anarchist housing uh, project but then there was an eviction and the last years the last years it was uh, empty so we reoccupied it and um, because it is uh, it it is uh, a place with a lot of rooms. It used to be uh, this uh, house for orphans, so it's a good place for to host people, families um, in uh, many rooms. Um, and uh, so started this project of the Orphan Trophio Housing Squad, and at the same time also um, occupied the first building in Athens. Notara, the squad Notara, um, but okay, in a little bit different concept as a transit place uh, for the people who came from the islands to Athens to continue to the borders. So Athens in that time was a transit uh, city and uh, Notara occupied for um, the people who need some shelter for two, three days. Uh, Orphanotrofio occupied as a place for people to stay. And this was one of the main principles, and this is very important, that uh, this place wasn't for people as, as a humanitarian, uh, as a solidarity, whatever, hotel. But if someone wanted to stay in this place, he or she had to uh, to struggle for his or her rights in Greece, and we will support him or her. It is not a temporary space. It is not a, a space for um, people to come and live. But we want, from the beginning, there was this idea: how the question, how we can create not just a housing project, but a place for struggles, as a social 
and political and, and struggling uh, project, not just to give some uh, basic, uh, to, to cover some basic needs of the refugees. And uh, this is one of the main um, differences uh, between the, this project and the first uh, attempts, the first uh, refugee squads in Athens. Um, and this has a special uh, meaning, political meaning, because through this process, the residents of Orphanotrophio Squad uh, started to politicize themselves and to create, uh, the, the, the aim was the refugees to take this building for themselves, to create their own political assembly, to organize their own actions, and to okay, of course, the locals, I mean the Greeks or other international solidarity people, of course, to be there and to support them, not to be um, like um, NGOs uh, and... Um, and okay, of course, this is something very, very difficult. It's a, it's a long process, but exactly because it's a long process, the decision was that people will stay here for a long time. It's not a hotel. And uh, okay, finally, uh, after some months, uh, it was established a political assembly from the refugees and they took the, the responsibility to write texts, to, to organize demonstrations, to publish their posters, their banners, to organize demonstrations, deportation centers in the center of the city, and of course, to be the link, and this is something also very, very important if we want to discuss about commons and commoning, the meaning of translation. The translation, both as... Um, um, someone who knows uh, two or three languages but m the most important how can someone translate the different uh, political and social uh, uh, codes uh, and to create social bridges as between the people in Idomeni and the local or international movement people that uh, uh, were in that time in uh, Thessaloniki and Didomeni. So these people from Morphonotrophio were key persons in order to create um, social and political bridges with the in makeshift settlement of Idomeni that uh, was uh, became bigger and bigger the next months. And uh, the last thing was, of course, that the same people, I mean, the residents of uh, Orphanodrofio were also the key persons to organize after one year the No Border Camp uh, the summer of 2016. Without them, there would, it, 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 it would be impossible to organize a No Border Camp. And, uh, for example, when we went to other cities, or, okay, in Greece, because they cannot, couldn't travel to other countries, but in other cities to present the idea behind the no-border camp, we had, we were, let's say, if we were 10 people, as a group who went in other cities, smaller or in Athens, in, in the 10 people, the 3 people uh, were uh, Greek people, and the 7 were refugees from Orphanodrophio. They present, with their voice, with their... Uh, um, political uh, 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 codes, the meaning behind the no-border camp. So it wasn't something like the privileged people from Europe who organized the no-border camp only, mm -hmm. but the most important it was this, that we wanted to, to, to show that the refugees are also behind the no-border camp mm -hmm. that took place uh, some months later. In this section, Harris discusses the state's attack on the Idomeni border camp, the forced relocation of migrants to state-run detention centers in the periphery of the city, exposing individuals to the most toxic conditions, 
In efforts by Thessaloniki anti-authoritarian struggles to work with migrants to recuperate housing within the city center itself. Harris also distinguishes squatting in Thessaloniki versus Athens' Exarchia district. He finishes off by discussing the churches and Syriza's demolition of migrant housing that was located on church property. Yeah, the Domeni settlement uh, evacuated end of May 2016, and uh, all of them, almost 15 to 20,000 people, relocated to 13 camps around uh, the city of Thessaloniki in the perimeter outside of the city outside of the um, ring uh, roads of the city. The ring roads mm-hmm. it was like a, a wall, like ghettos outside of the city in uh, very dangerous, polluted uh, uh, areas without anything, no social life, nothing. So um, the aim was um, n- not to, 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 uh, to, 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 to cut any connections, any links, um, between the refugee camps, the state-run refugee camps, and the city, of course, uh, there there were there there was organized a lot of um, actions and uh, demonstrations to the camps. We went uh, every week in a different camp uh, with uh, as a. Uh, we, we use this word motor demonstrations mm-hmm. by cars or motorbikes you know a huge line with uh, you know 30 50 cars and motorbikes from the city center to the camps and um, of course okay there were um, these actions but the most important was that uh, there were there were these uh, hubs, let's say that this squ- this squatting projects like the Orfondrofio was a hub for the refugees, um, a link with the city. People mm-hmm. go and and uh, come back from the camps, and of course it was the center to organize the border camp, and there was. Uh, a I mean, the neighborhood and uh, socially, uh, it was accepted as a project from the local society. And uh, this was also very important. Why? Why do you think that is? For many reasons. Uh, One reason probably is that uh, the neighborhood uh, was, uh, has a tradition of... uh, uh, they were refugees that came from Turkey before 100 years, so there are some memories, somehow, in the new generations. Um, the second is also that this neighborhood is Tumba. Tumba um, is a neighborhood that is next to the, to the center, a big area, I mean, um, about 100,000 people, it used to be working class neighborhood, now it's not so working class, but there is a very strong local identity, proletariat identity. And there were no, uh, let's say, negative uh, mm-hmm. um, behaviors uh, from the locals, from the neighborhood. The opposite. Every day, if you were in the garden, in the, in the squad, uh, you could see... Um, every half an hour someone from the neighborhood to bring some bags with foods, clothes, shoes, whatever to the squad without uh, uh, nothing, okay, just uh, to say hello, okay, five minutes and uh, then probably the next week again or they went to the local markets, uh, the locals, Every there are some local markets around the area in the squad. So people after the local market, they took also one back to bring it to the orphan trophy with food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of um, yeah, very good thing. Also, it's a student area, so a lot of leftist, uh, left uh, students are living in the neighborhood. It's the main neighborhood that produce uh, anarchists 
Thessaloniki. If we want to, to speak about the local, I mean, the anarchists from Thessaloniki and not uh, people who came from other cities, most of them are from this neighborhood. Mm. It's very interesting. This. But okay. Um, so it was a good choice. And I mean, there is also a difference with mm. Athens. In Athens, all the squatting places are in Exarchia. Mm. Exarchia is a peculiar neighborhood, okay. But there are no refugee squads in other neighborhoods outside of Exarchia, out, outside of the so-called safety of, of Exarchia. Why? This was something also important. Uh, uh, except of this to create a social, a struggling setter, it was also a decision not to be in the, in the um, downtown, this, but to be uh, inside the, the, the everyday life of the normal people not to create something like an island in the commercial uh, area and uh, without any uh, connections with them, uh, with locals. So, um, and I think that this was somehow, you know, someone who is a refugee and uh, he, he or she came in, in, in another country the, the the basic need is to uh, in a in a good way to to see the real life and not to see somehow um, the Disneyland of Exarchia. Okay, it's uh, it's not the the real life of the of the Greeks, the life in Exarchia. Okay, so um, it was also good for them this, but okay. Um, the demolition and the eviction of the squad was happened first of all because the no border camp we can say that it was successful a lot of people came and a lot of refugees from the camps also came in the city center the no border camp took place in the university campus that is next to the city center and um, also during the no border camp took uh, place many actions um, massive actions with a lot of people, demonstrations, and also more direct actions. And uh, the most important was that uh, it was the first time that people from the camps, refugees from the camps, they um, they found uh, not just a, a safe place for them to stay in the city center, but also a lot of people to discuss and uh, to to be inspired to do mm-hmm. actions and uh, more uh, more things after that. This was also the aim of the No Border Camp, to um, to try to um, to imagine and to um, organize new structures and new struggles after the No Border Camp. Not only in Thessaloniki, in general, du- especially during the, uh, across the so-called Balkan route the, and uh, to the other countries. So. It was successful. I mean, this happened. A lot of people communicated with each other. Okay, there were a lot of problems, uh, I mean, internal, but uh, in the large image we can say this. So, uh, also during the days of the no-border camp, one other building occupied as a refugee housing squad, Huria, that means freedom. Um, and uh, some other smaller squads in the old part of the city that it is like uh, okay uh, a very uh, small streets narrow streets and there are a lot of old uh, ottoman buildings okay so uh, immediately two days three days after the no border camp when all the solidarity europeans uh, people left to go to the beaches for holidays because it was end of july Six o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, the police entered not only in three squads, in Orphanotrophio, in this Huria, the new one, and another one squad that used to be, it was a housing project f- uh, f- from the from an anarchist group in Thessaloniki, and uh, the year, that year, um, ho- hosted also a lot of refugee families. So... All, all of them, uh, three of them, uh, evicted, and uh, you know it was. 
It was one of the um, yeah mo- the emotional. W- emotional, w- very hard, very tough. Why, why, why did Syriza act on that? Was it Syriza? Was yeah. it the police? The Syriza owner credits itself as being pro-migrant. The owner of the of the land, as I said in the beginning, is the church. The church. Uh, is one of the main uh, landlords in the city. It has uh, power and uh, both ideological power and uh, economic power. And so, of course, the church um, was against the project and uh, the the days of the non-border camp all the official authorities of the city, that is the university, the mayor, the uh, from the industrial and commercial, uh, um, what's the, the name, the association of all of them, uh, the, their leaders, the president uh, um, was against uh, every day. We had to um, to think about that before the non-border camp. So there was a lot of uh, uh, media and mm-hmm. uh, the local authorities p- p- pushed the government, Syriza, mm-hmm. to do something. And uh, the days of the non-border camp, nothing happened. I mean, no uh, police uh, oppression uh, or uh, nothing. But. After that, immediately, um, Syriza said that, okay, now it's the time. Now is the time. And uh, the funny thing was, is that uh, after, immediately after the eviction of the Orphanotrophio, we occupied the offices of the Syriza, the political party, and uh, the... the um, the, the the youth uh, uh, department of uh, Syriza, they uh, published a statement uh, against the eviction and demolition of the orphanotrophio and the eviction of the other squads. We continue the conversation exploring how Greek anti-authoritarian encounters with migrant networks transformed understandings around the commons. In particular, not only creating safe spaces offering all the basic amenities, but spaces of trust and deepening social relations. I think that the discussion on commons uh, has as a precondition that uh, we are talking uh, about equal uh, commoners, about people who are uh, in the same position as about citizenship, about uh, gender, about age. Uh, I think that in general there there is a lack in the discussion on commons about uh, the intersectionality of the power relations and about how we can decolonize the um, our privileges. So the paradigm of uh, refugee or mobile commons um, is a very good uh, paradigm opportunity to rethink the concept of the commons and um, to try to find uh, ways um, to challenge our privileges and our um, power relations. What I mean is that if we're going to talk about common spaces, then we have first of all to discuss how we can create uh, common languages, languages that uh, to, to become translators, as I said before. And I don't talk about the the language, uh, only the the, the 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 different languages, the words and uh, the different uh, 
um, from different countries, but how we can uh, um, create social codes of communication through cultural and political and uh, whatever uh, activities that can create um, Enviro environments of trust and safe spaces. The meaning of translation, I think, it's uh, it's the something that uh, the uh, the mobile commons and uh, the refugee struggles uh, put in the center of the of the discussion. Mm. Without translate translators, there is no. Uh, connection, no uh, links with uh, refugees, and also among the refugees, they are from so different uh, countries and backgrounds. So we we have to not just to create uh, humanitarian bridges, but uh, we have to to focus and to see much much deeper. And I think also anthropological much deeper how we can um, go go beyond um, stereotypes, and uh, this is not just about capitalism mm -hmm. or neoliberalism. And here is the intersection, the intersectionality theory that could help in this uh, effort. How we can challenge our privileges as about okay, the the about ableism, for example. I remember uh, a friend uh, without uh, uh, without food mm -hmm. in a wheelchair in a camp. Um, many times uh, we went to this camp and we took with buses or by with cars people and bring them in uh, the city center in squads for several events, uh, concerts, discussions, um, cooking. Mm -hmm. So after uh, some months um, I took him an interview in the camp and uh, I asked him what do you think about the city, about Thessaloniki? Uh, he said, uh, yeah, I like the city, I like the city, yeah, it's it's a good city. Uh, he, he was from um, the Kurdish area of uh, Syria. So I, I said, I asked him, so there are uh, uh, NGOs or people who help you buy cars, vans to, to come in the city center? Thessaloniki is very beautiful, there is a seafront to see the sea. The sun, sun, sunset, uh, it's really very beautiful to have a walk. So I asked him, uh, so uh, you have um, other people to support you and to, 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 to come in the city? Uh, no, the, he said, no, only you, only you. And I asked him, what do you mean? The only times that you visit the city center is these times that you came in the squads. Yes, and it, it was amazing, okay. he said. Uh, the funny thing is that some months um, before the these uh, things with the refugees, in this squad in, uh, in that I am involved in, if I net, we made uh, some uh, ra rambles for uh, wheelchairs from a group that uh, has as a topic the disability so okay you can uh, go inside in the factory and uh, in uh, the main spaces if you, you are in a wheelchair so he said it was funny it was fantastic it was very easy for me um, and uh, yeah if it is like this all the city it's a very wonderful city but of course it's it's not like this you know how is the cities in Greece I think that uh, if we can uh, create spaces of trust if we can create uh, not just safe spaces but the most important is this to trust the other 
and I like this very much, this uh, statement of uh, Stavros Stavridis that the common space is a, is a common space only if it is an open space, open to usage, usage and open to newcomers. Um, the refugees are newcomers, but it's not an abstract newcomer. It's a newcomer with very, very, very specific needs, backgrounds. Everyone is different. Every common uh, space has to organize, to self-organize, and to self-protect and to self-care some principles. Um, Of course, it's easier to discuss about principles among uh, people who have the same ideology and the same uh, privileges to be actions. Now, here, we came face to face with uh, much more difficult questions. How is it possible to, uh, to, to take a common decision, to uh, a common agreement uh, among people who are uh, from so different uh, countries, from Morocco to Bangladesh, from Afghanistan, people who probably in the same country, in Syria, are enemies. It was many times this problem. If there are five children from a specific country and one children from another country, you cannot imagine how at the same time they can play all together and to be everyone happy and the second time uh, immediately to to have uh, um, uh, national divisions. But it was it is very important these places not to be gated communities, isolated islands. If you are in a camp, you have no connection, only, only, only uh, um, garbages. You, you are, you are like this. Mm-hmm. In a camp, for example, you know, like a ghetto, are the camps, drugs, prostitution, trafficking. hierarchies inside the camp, different gangs, and this goes something that you don't need to be very clever to you um, to think that this this would be the result in a camp. Um, And I think it's very clear the the difference between the camps and the squads in the matters of the right to the city. Yeah, it's it's a whole world. It's a it's a, it's a society with a lot of mini micro micro societies. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the physical uh, space of the camps is uh, all to military ca- uh, military camps or abandoned uh, factories from the Fordist area and uh, without, in the beginning, uh, nothing, no facility services, no water, no very bad uh, quantity and quality food, uh, no hot water in the winter, uh, nothing uh, very hot, the opposite, uh, these places uh, in the summer. Okay, a lot of diseases, a lot of snakes, a lot of scorpions, a lot of uh, mosquitoes. These areas are uh, next to the next to you know rivers. Uh, uh, all the 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 backyard of the cities uh, are the areas of where the camps are located. If we want to discuss about the social space of these camps of the camp. We can say that uh, I like very much the phrase of Raoul Zibekiv about the slums in Latin America, 
that uh, is uh, a place of hope and uh, um, despair. Mm. Despair. So I think it's the same with the camps. You can see people who struggle, you can see people who organize themselves, you can find, yes. There is uh, a linear uh, process. The people were in Nidomeni, many thousands of people all together, in a very difficult conditions, okay, but they had a hope to cross the border. They saw the border, they saw the, the next country. They had this feeling that here, the, after some meters I can cross the borders. Um, and a lot of people to struggle all together and to fight uh, with uh, police and uh, against the fence. Then this uh, was split in cut in ten pieces, let's say. Uh, every camp has about 1,000 people uh, far away from the borders, far away from the city, in the middle of nowhere. No man's land, no women's land. Um, so the people in the camps, they said that we miss Idomeni. Although now it's a more organized uh, state-run place and uh, with some basic facilities. But they said it was better in Idomeni. If you ask, the people who are living now in a house and they are waiting for the interview, for the asylum, for the relocation program, whatever, they said again, no, it was better in the camp. Why? Why I, I am 24 hours uh, in a small room looking in the wall without friends, without a meeting space, a meeting point with others, schizophrenic condition. And in general, this me the, the the condition of waiting. We can okay. It's another topic, but it's 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 a it's a very unique uh, condition in the human life to be somewhere waiting without knowing when and without to. Um, yeah, you know, to organize, you cannot organize your life. You just wait something for something. Um, the common spaces, I mean, the housing squads, I think that that try to 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 to, to break this waiting condition. Um, <coughs> one thing uh, that uh, we know very well is that. Is also the experience of Calais in uh, mm -hmm. the coastline of France. That was very difficult, very, very difficult for at least seven years. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people, I mean, uh, comrades who participated in solidarity actions in Calais, they said this that it was finally it was much better uh, to evict Idomeni in that time and not mm. to let uh, it uh, to longer the last months it was uh, already very difficult I mean it was created but uh, uh, very bad uh, uh, relations among the the refugees. Mm -hmm. So somehow it was the perfect time. Mm -hmm. I mean, now we have uh, we have a good memory from the many. Okay. If it was lasted more months, uh, we don't know what how. It uh, will. Uh, uh, what 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 uh, will happen? So I mean, already yeah. there were um, there there was created 
a place in the train in the trains for prostitution. We know this. Uh, already there were was in the last month some gangs, people with knives here and there. We know these things, but okay, it was very few. We conclude the interview by discussing the future of migrant housing squats and self-run camps, the corruption of the refugee aid industry, and the emergence of so-called internal borders within the Greek state, restricting movement for migrants refusing to claim asylum within island detention centers. It's very difficult to not to find a safety in a national identity or in a, in a gang or in... Um, and the same thing also about the Scots. We don't have any previous experience of Scots like this. I mean, all over Europe. There are no Scots for refugees for a long period. Um, with, I mean, like this now in uh, Athens, with so many people and... Uh, with the main subjectivity to be the refugee. Uh, and probably we can say that, okay, we, we cannot romantize and we cannot uh, say that this is the perfect, uh, the perfect project. Uh, I think it, it, it started as an experiment, as a um, spontaneous... Uh, uh, to cover some uh, needs in that time, for example, City Plaza in uh, the next month is the the birthday two years. For how long? It's a very first of all, it's a very expensive project. City Plaza needs something like ten thousand euros per month. 10,000 euros per month means more than 100,000 euros per year. For how long the people can run the campaign the, to, to, to collect money for the city plaza? Uh, and not only the money, the energy, the responsibilities, the political, uh, every day we have to... Yeah, from the media to internal conflicts to find solutions. Do you, you, you need, you need, I mean, uh, and, yeah, and okay, the refugees, they participate, they, they took a lot of them, a lot of responsibilities, okay, uh, but it, this is also something that we understood, and it's not to romantize these projects, that you cannot leave these projects alone uh, uh, with uh, only with uh, the refugees f so early I mean it's still very early mm -hmm. for them but in general we can say for the Middle East and not only uh, is the, um, the concept of the family for how long can a is it possible a family to, to live in a squad? Um, I don't know if is it possible in, in another um, cultural uh, concepts, but yeah, we are, we are speaking about uh, people who have a very strong... Uh, yeah, it's not uh, abstract affinity groups. They have uh, very strong uh, familial relations if we are talking about uh, families. Okay, young uh, boys, it's easier. But we don't want squats just for young boys, uh, for male, young... Uh, uh, because there are, and unfortunately, most of the people, most of the refugees in the squats, unfortunately, these places are not so safe for uh, single women or for uh, families. So this is a question. Who is the subject of the of a, of a squad? Who is the commoner of the squad? Is this uh, uh, male, uh, young male, the commoner? 
or we want to create spaces also for families. Okay, there are families in uh, some squats, in city plaza especially, uh, but for how long can a family live in, in, in a squat? Um, of course, it's. I think it's unique experiments. Do you do you see ways in which political formations can challenge that future plan of proletarizing mm. the migrant, of housing the migrant in in the periphery, um, in order to recuperate the industrialized or uh, economically deprived areas? Yeah. Uh, first of all. Probably you know this, um, the integration programs in Europe for refugees are for um, well-educated people. Mm-hmm. You are privileged if you, are, if you have, uh, uh, if you finished uh, something, studies in university. So it's more easy to, to go to Germany, to other countries. This was, this was very, very clear the statements of Merkel and all the others was that we want refugees, well-educated refugees. Very clear. Okay, we will open the borders for them only. Um, Now, of course, there are more than 3 million people that are waiting in Turkey to cross the borders. We don't know what will happen in the next months, the next years if the European Union Turkey deal um, collapsed, uh, the agreement, the, there are there are three million, more than three million people that they are waiting in the door of Europe to, to enter through Greece. So who knows what will happen in the future. The Greek state was absent totally in the beginning and uh, only the people Social solidarity gave uh, uh, help to the refugees. Now we can say that okay, a lot of money took Greece. It's like uh, the refugees always is a very good industry. Uh, the circulation of money around the, all the organizations, the NGOs, whatever. It's a uh, uh, unbelievable how around one one billion euros took Greece for uh, this uh, situation, and the funny thing is that uh, the Greek um, authorities, the Greek uh, peripheries and uh, municipalities, they asked from the um, European Union to they to control the. Uh, to manage the uh, all the economic issues. Uh, until now, is the UNHCR the manager of the economic uh, for everything? Uh, why? Because there is no trust. And it was very clear. They said this that uh, I mean the European Union that we don't trust you the Greek state to give you uh, directly the money for the refugees because we know that you will uh, put all of them in your pockets. Mm. Yes, the Greek state says, okay, there is corruption, okay, but also the NGOs and the UNHCR is also corrupted. And (laughs) the European Union replied, yes, okay, there is also corruption there, but they will put the 50% in their pockets. You will put 100%. (laughs) How many people... You cannot believe, you cannot believe what was happened all these years. You have a a, a, a catering company and uh, you may you can deal with a camp to provide food in the camp. The deal is for 1,000 uh, people, two meals per day, 2,000 meals per day. Yes, okay. Uh, but uh, after uh, two months or three months, 
There are no 1,000 people in the camp, there are 500 people in the camp. So, you have uh, 50% uh, less uh, cost, the, the half of the meals. But you still take, you, you write in the papers that you provide for 1,000 people. So you have, uh, yeah, double profits. Or with the houses, with the rents, always uh, 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 higher prices than the real prices uh, the landlords uh, gave give uh, to the official papers. Okay, there are a lot of tricks, of course, but at the same time there are also a lot of money. And uh, finally, the the refugees, <laughs> they have nothing, really nothing. Very few services and uh, support. Or with the schools, the children, they have to go to the school. But there were a lot of reactions. How is it possible uh, a refugee children, a child, to be in the same class with a local child? because uh, we cannot trust the, the refugee child probably has uh, diseases probably has uh, whatever and there were a lot of fascist reactions protests in front of the schools against in order not to uh, welcome the, the refugee children so finally the government decided to have a, 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 a parallel program after the the Greek uh, classes in the evening to go the refugee children to the school, not in the morning. Mm. I think that, that uh, it's totally unorganized, the, the state. They need a lot of work. Um, and the most important is, of course, this uh, year, uh, the, the islands. That it's, some, it's like a border inside the border the people the newcomers now after the 20th of march 2016 they cannot move from an island to the mainland if someone arrived from turkey to greece in greece through with a boat uh, in, a, in an island like lesbos he, um, he has to stay there to wait there uh, for everything probably for forever i mean you only if you take an asylum, uh, if you have asylum, then you can um, buy a ticket uh, to, uh, to to move to the mainland. Otherwise, okay, deportation. So all this period that maybe is for two, for three, for five years, you have to stay in an island. So the main campaign is open the islands this, uh, this year. And some people that uh, protest la last summer, 35 people arrested of, uh, because there was a huge uh, protest in the most famous camp in Lesbos, Morgia camp, that is a place for 2,000 or 3,000 people, but there are now, it's overcrowded, more than eight, ten thousand 10,000 people are in this camp, three times more, so always there are uh, uh, protests and uh, uprisings, smaller or bigger in Morgia camp. So last summer there was a very uh, strong protest and um, 35 people were arrested, I mean refugees, and uh, now is the trial, so now um, is running all over Greece a solidarity campaign to these 35 refugees from uh, Morgia camp. They are in the Portes in detention centers now. Well, thank you so much. Yes. There are hundreds of stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
μέρα είναι ωραία για να πεθαίνει. Όμορφα και όρθιο, σε δημόσια θέα. Με λένε Παύλο Φίσα από τον Περέα. Έλληνα και ό,τι συνάδει αυτό, όχι μια σημαία. Μελάνο γείτονο γόνο του Αχυλέα και του Καραϊσκάκη. Κι αν όντω ξέρω κάτι είναι πω γεννήθηκα ήδη με δύο καταδίκε. Βαριέ φορτωμένο πάνω στην πλάτη. Δυο φτερά από γένα πάνω στο σώμα μου ραμμένα. Που δυστυχώ στερουγίζουν μόνο μέσα από την πένα. Και κάνουν όλα γύρω μου να μοιάζουν μάταια. Ειδικά όσα θυσιάστηκαν για μένα. Μα δεν θυσιάζω τίποτα που θυσιάζεται. Δεν θυσιάζομαι για όποιον θυσιάζει. Μαλλον θα φταίει που τα πάντα σπάζομαι. σω να φταίει η επόμενη μέρα που πλησιάζει. Γι' αυτό σου λέω όλα καλά. Ηρέμησε τα ζόρια σου, τα ζόρια μου και τα ψηλά τα στέρια. Απόψε μοιάζουν να είναι τόσο φωτεινά. Το θέμα είναι να παίζει την μπάλα σωστά στα χέρια. Τραβάει ο καθένα μάγκα μου τα ζόρια του. Και κουβαλάει το δικό του σταυρό. Τι με ρωτά πώ παίρνω. Τι να σου πω, δόξα τα λεφτά. Έχουμε θεό. Τραβάει ο καθένα μάγκα μου τα ζόρια του. Και κουβαλάει το δικό του σταυρό. Τι με ρωτά πώ παίρνω. Τι να σου πω, δόξα τα λεφτά. Έχουμε αδερφό. Τραβάει ο καθένα μάγκα μου τα ζόρια του. Και κουβαλάει το δικό του σταυρό. Τι με ρωτά πώ παίρνω. Τι να σου πω, δόξα τα λεφτά. Έχουμε θεό. Τραβάει ο καθένα μάγκα μου τα ζόρια του. Και κουβαλάει το δικό του σταυρό. Τι με ρωτά πώ παίρνω. Τι να σου πω, δόξα τα λεφτά. Έχουμε αδερφό. 